Wake up, sleepy heads. It's body time, yeah! What's up, everybody? It's your buddy Rick, driving down the road with the blue unicorn is on the loose once more. Yeah, hope everybody's doing good. Uh, just another great day to wake up and go to work, right? So, uh, yeah, let's try to have a little fun in that process, right? So I'm just cruising on down the road here at about 57 miles per hour, and it's still off early. Like I said, it's dark because uh, times are changing and uh, moving into fall. So we're uh, got darkness when we wake up in the morning, which will be broken up by scattered light throughout the day. <laughs> a little George Carlin for you there. So yeah, we got a lot of questions, a lot of remarks, a lot of song requests, so we're just going to jump on into it. I'm going to do just a quick little bit of movie news, though, some remake movie news. Here's a shocking one for you. Tim Burton is going to do Dumbo. That's about all I got to say about that. He hasn't really been, you know, hitting them over the fence here lately. So, I don't know, man. Maybe he puts some kid gloves on this one and treats the material good. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, yeah, Tim Burton, Dumbo. Not Tim Burton, Dumbo. Tim, Tim Burton is going to, you know, make Dumbo. Take that as you will. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, next, coming out of the woodwork, Steve Gutenberg has popped his head up out of the mole hole and has uh, loudly claimed that there will be a new Police Academy movie. You know, if there's one thing that we need in the world, there's another Police Academy movie. <laughs> so, uh, hey, why not? You know, but at least he's involved, I guess. That That's a plus, right? Sure it is. Bring back Bob Goldthwait or it's no deal, right? That's what we need. That's when it started going off the cliff. When you started leaving him out, it just started falling all to pieces. Let's see what else. Oh, Steven Spielberg is going to redo West Side Story. And I really don't care. Uh, not the biggest musical fan. Even though I'm going to kind of talk about a musical here in a little bit, I'm not the biggest musical fan. So have at it, Spielberg not do your best man shake a leg uh, yeah just not my bag I do like Spielberg who knows it, it may be surprisingly entertaining we'll see anyways break out of that and we'll go straight into some questions we have here I'm gonna skip 80s song of the day because we got so many dang requests that are from the 80s we'll just count that as one big 80s fest how about that so uh, let's get going here first question is from my buddy Derek B it says question Rick do you self wash the blunicorn or do you use a car wash and if so what's the blunicorn's favorite wax conditioner well jokes on you I don't wash it at all <laughs> it's uh it's pretty nasty on the outside right now uh, I spend more time driving it than anything else but in most cases, I usually go through a car wash. If it's really, really bad, I might do some some rubbing on a little wax on, wax off, but uh, nothing in particular. Uh, you can't go wrong with, with turtle wax, I guess, from back in the day. So there you go. Uh, he also has a song request. Derek B. wants to says, Rick, will you play Level Terrace Apart by Joy Division? Absolutely, man. Classic 80s tune. Here you go, folks, kicking us off. Not the happiest of songs, but hey, it's still a classic. Here you go, folks. Here's some Joy Division. Turn it up. Joy 
Joy Division. Classic stuff. Responsible for a lot of songs that come down the pike that you're very familiar with. You can Google that and figure that out yourself. Uh, my buddy Brett Collins, Bobby Joe. <laughs> he sent a question, uh, says, uh, your favorite actor to play the role of Jason Voorhees? Well, I can kind of sound cliche here, I guess. Uh, kind of have to go with Kane Hodder, I guess. Uh, I do love Part 7. Uh, that's probably my favorite looking Jason out of all of them. I do really like Ted White, too, though. Uh, and I'll even go with, with Derek Mears as well. I think he, I think he really does a good job. Uh, quite a bit bigger than most of them. But uh, that would be my picks, I guess. I, I can't really narrow it down to one. Uh, like I said, you don't want to sound cliche, but I don't know. There's something about the Part 7 Jason that, that just does it for me. So there you go. Uh, he also wanted to say, he's got a song request. Can you play a One in a Million by Trickster? Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't come on my show and bring up some Trickster. <laughs> uh, but sure, man, yeah, absolutely. I'll play it for you. Here you go for Bobby Joe, my buddy Brett Collins. Here's some Trickster for you. Crank her up.
Let's see what we got next here. Uh, Alan Rutledge. Another guy I do a lot of talking with on, on the many different podcasts that I'm involved with. He's always hanging around and telling me how crappy I am. No, not really. He's a cool dude. Let's see what he's got here. It says, uh, Ricky, if there was a movie made about your life, what kind of movie would it be? Oh, man. Uh, a blockbuster action flick, a grindhouse horror movie, slapstick comedy, etc. And who would you play? Who would you pick to play you? Wow. <laughs> I've never really thought of that before. What would my What would be a movie about my life be? Wow. I would want it to be like Phantom of the Paradise, right? Uh, and make it even real seventy-ish. I could I could get into that, which most of it would be. I mean, my childhood was was, you know, the seventies, teen years in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could kind of do that thing, almost like a Forrest Gump kind of thing, where you kind of you know go through the decades. And you know, man, I would love for it to be an action flick. That would be fun. Uh, maybe a sci-fi action flick. I think that's my middle ground for everything. Uh, there's nothing really horrific in my life. Uh, if anything, I'm more of a jokester than anything else. So, you know, sci-fi action with some comedy and maybe a monster or two for the horror element. So there you go, just a mixed bag of stuff. Phantom of the Paradise mixed with, I don't know, Terminator. <laughs> Actually, it would be more like Terminator 2 if you haven't seen that. Not, not Terminator 2 Judgment Day, the Italian version of Terminator 2. That's probably more of my life story. It's uh, very low budget and cheap and a ripoff. Yep, that's that's my life. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Who would play me? You know, with today's standard, why not? He's done everything else. Let's throw it to The Rock. He, he does everything else. Yeah, let's get The Rock to do it. Uh, as far as playing the kid me, if you go back to, let's see... The, the little kid from uh, Pet Cemetery, right? He might be me as a kid. That's pretty close, except I was, you know, I'm dark-headed. But change his hair color, he's got it. For the teens, I don't know, man. Let's see, who would be a good one? I don't know that you could pick anybody now to be me back then. That, that would just be weird. But yeah, I'd let The Rock play me older, so there you'd be see quite a bit of difference in <laughs> in the change bodily from uh, from youth <laughs> to grown up. My skin color would change a bit, but that's all right. It's The Rock, and I don't know why I picked The Rock because I'm really not the biggest fan. But hey, he, he's in everything. He's fighting, you know, with big, you know, uh, albino gorillas and stuff now. So why not let him play me? I hope that somewhat answered your question, Alan. You probably expected some crazy answer like that anyways. Uh, it says here, for songs, we've got a song request. He said he wants to hear Round and Round or Dawkins Breaking the Chains. So Rats, Round and Round, or Dawkins Breaking the Chains. It says, I still listen to so much of the great 80s hair metal that I can't remember if you played either one of those on the show before. You know what? I don't think I have. And just for you, buddy, I'm going to play them both. We'll kick it off with the rat. We'll go straight into some docking. We're back into chains. Here you go, folks. Grab that knob. Turn her up.
yeah man you can smell the aquanet from those two yeah spandex and all awesome uh, my buddy rj mccready sends a question say hey rick here's a question you had the choice of any iconic car from a movie which one would it would you choose and why man I, well i think it's pretty obvious for me i'm such a big fan of phantasm and a lot of it is because of that hemi cuda or just the cuda that they got in that first movie that thing is so sweet man uh that's pretty much my dream car uh, i do kind of foam at the mouth when i see the new uh challengers come by because they are very reminiscent of the body style but yeah man that that cuda just does it for me every time so yeah that'd be my car the black the black cuda man um let's see what else does it say how about some stirred up by patty labelle from beverly hills cop another famous car from another famous movie with a, a famous soundtrack you got it buddy just for you here's some patty labelle good stuff on there oh rj also sends another thing here it says uh hey rick some pop news i guess lionel richie has launched a home bedding and bathroom collection <laughs> i thought i would share man any thoughts uh hey why not uh i i guess when you stop being creative music wise you sell other stuff 
you see a lot of people selling like their own hot sauce and you know their own beer or whatever so that's I don't know that this is that far out of there their own wine why not I mean I think uh, a lot of people play Lionel Richie music when they're in the bedroom if you know what I mean so yeah why not why not uh, create some some sheets or you know bath towels uh, hello is it sheets you're looking for so there you go yeah go out right now and buy you some Lionel Richie sheets yeah <laughs> oh that's stupid <laughs> anyways let's move along my buddy Dan Bone yes from podcast on Haunted Hill says yo Ricky a song request for me would be Joe Esposito you're the best around and if we're talking rock and how about some start me up by the Rolling Stones you know it man another back to back track I might start charging y'all for these back to back ones but that's alright we'll keep it going Here's you a couple of more songs this morning. Crank her up. Let her roll. Try to be best, cause you're only a man. And a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got a hand tough to make it. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. 
there you go, Dan, man. A couple for you right there. You know you can ask me for songs anytime. Oh, he also says, uh, keep on trucking, Ricky. Love the show. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you do, too. And like I said, guys, if you're not listening to Podcast on Haunted Hill, you need to go check it out, man. It's a fantastic show. Got uh, one more here from Sam Edwards. And he also says, hey, Rick, love the show, man. I actually got to tell you, you're one of my favorite podcasters, man. You always give me a good laugh. Well, man, I appreciate that. I, You know, I want it to be fun. Nobody cares about how smart I am, which, you know, doesn't go a long way anyways. So, yeah, man, if I can make it make you smile a little bit, maybe cackle here and there, that's all I want, man. Let's see. It says, anyways, I'm going to drop a double song request. What do you know? Another double song request. How original. <laughs> uh, it says, I want to hear, I was made for loving you by none other than Kiss. And then he wants to hear Rainbow in the Dark from the almighty Ronnie James Dio. Hey, just happens to be two great tastes that taste great together. So here you go, your discoed out Kiss song from 1979 from the from the Dynasty album. And then uh, we're going to jump into some Rainbow in the Dark. So here you go, again, no time to back off on that knob just yet, folks. Go ahead and turn it up another notch. Let's get to rocking!
Yeah, man. Classic tunes, classic tunes. I'm loving it. Yeah. You know, you, you guys are making this show so much fun. You know, pulling out all these tracks, just playing some random stuff. And I think what I'm going to do is a side project. You can let me know, you know, on the Facebook page if you think it's a good idea. But I'm thinking about doing kind of some uh, one-off shows where I just talk specifically about a a band that I love or that I think is underrated, play a few of their tracks, and try to sell you on them. I've got a band in mind that uh, I kind of want to introduce to you if you're not familiar with them. So uh, we may do that next episode and just kind of see how, how that feels. And uh, just an extra bonus kind of thing, right? So uh, I'm going to move into <laughs> something that I watched this week. Man, this is a movie that I've been trying to see for years. Not because, not because I've heard of how great it was, is because I heard of how bad it was. And uh, then I got to see some clips of it on um, the documentary about Canon Films, right? Electric Boogaloo. Wow, what a documentary. You need to see this documentary if you're a movie fan, because what an amazing, amazing documentary about the Canon group. Unbelievable. But anyways, they released a movie called The Apple from 1980, and it's a musical. <laughs> and supposedly it's considered to be one of the worst movies ever made, so I'm hoping this will make an appearance on Short Bus Cinema pretty soon, because I, I, I can't find words to describe what I feel for this movie. I made a comment earlier today that I just watched it, and I might love it, I don't know. I, I can't really de determine how I feel about it. It's really bad. Uh, IMDb gives it a 4.3 out of 10, which I'm surprised that it's that high. Uh, but if you haven't seen this movie, you're probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. It's called The Apple, 1980, canon. It's got uh, Catherine Mary Stewart in it, which you know her from uh, Last Starfighter and uh, Night of the Comet. Nighthawks. She was also in a movie called Dudes that I really like. Might want to check that one out too. That's an awesome movie. But this movie, man, <laughs> I, I, it, it's just like, it's almost like if Roger Corman decided to do a musical. It's kind of that level of bad. I think some things in it are really, really cool. The songs are downright terrible. Not necessarily music-wise, but just lyric-wise. It just, I was just sitting in amazement at the words in some of these songs and just the context. It, it is, it is not good. <laughs> so maybe I'm finding out that I really like bad musicals, uh, and this one is definitely bad. I think visually, it's got some pretty neat things. You're, you're, you're basing it all off of. Uh, it's supposed to be in the future, folks. So it's 1980. And in the future, it's 1994, and on the actual poster art, it says, The Power of Rock in 1994. And apparently in 1994, everything was going to be covered in, like, mylar, because everything is reflective and changes colors. Uh, I have to admit, when it first starts off and you're seeing the live act that's going on on stage, the stage set is pretty freaking awesome. It even looks decent to today's standards. And you can tell they tricked out some of the instruments and just took some plexiglass. It's like they took the keys off a keyboard and just put them on some plexiglass and try to make a cool keyboard out of it. It's pretty comical, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can dig it. You know, I see what they're going for here. They're trying to make it look different. But, uh, yeah, they made it look different in the way that Death Race 2000 looks different, right? <laughs> it's that kind of quality. Um, not the best acting. Uh, like I said, I think tonally, musically, the songs are not bad. It's just lyrically, they're really bad. And I hate to say it, some of the songs get stuck in your head. There's some really bad dance numbers. And the reason it's called The Apple, because you're kind of basing this thing off of the whole Garden of Eden thing, uh, but set into the, uh, the trappings of showbiz. So uh, it's very reminiscent as far as story-wise to Phantom of the Paradise, but it is nowhere near the quality of Phantom of the Paradise. 
So, uh, you know, you've got the this young couple that's wanting to make it, and you get the girl that kind of sells out and sells her soul to the devil, basically, to make it. And that's where the play of the apple comes in because they're, the contract signing is basically saying, take a bite of the apple and, you know, come to the dark side. And then the, the repercussions of doing that and not being able to get out of your contract. So it's weird that you go through this whole scenario of the storytelling of signing your soul away to the record company, which is called BIM, because the main guy's name is Boogaloo. That's right. See how Canon likes to tie all these things together? So the, the main, the devil, his name is Boogaloo, Mr. Boogaloo. And uh, he's the record exec that signs everybody and makes you famous, like instantly. Again, very reminiscent of Swan in, in uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Just not as cool. He's, he's no Paul Williams. But uh, it takes some strange twists and turns of, you know, seduction and all these things where, you know, they're trying to keep her away from the, the guy that was her partner. He's trying to save her from the industry. And he's getting kind of sucked in as well. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, there's a song in there that... Uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, when it all when it's all said and done, she breaks free, breaks out, and there's a whole story to how she breaks free, which is just mind-numbingly dumb. But for some reason, I, it works in the canon world. But uh, she breaks free... And finds that uh, the, the, the guy that she was in love with, the guy that was her partner and writing the songs together, is now in a hippie convent. So apparently, all the hippies from the 60s, which are, when you look at them, are all still pretty young people. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. You're talking, you know, 30 years later and they're all still real young hippie-looking people. Anyways, they're all living like, I don't know, a sewer or something. <laughs> And dude goes to live with them, and then she finds him, and she goes and lives with the, the, the hippies as well to stay hidden. And uh, then eventually they get found, and they come to subpoena her and arrest her because of breach of contract and all the money that she owes the devil, a.k.a. Mr. Boogaloo. And um, then uh, I guess God shows up driving a Rolls Royce in the sky that parks in the clouds, and he comes walking down very badly <laughs> and he takes all the hippies to heaven the end <laughs> like I said I, I'm, I'm I'm speechless as far as what I think about this movie uh, it lived up to my expectations it's like I said it's one of those you wonder why it took you so long to watch it but when you're watching you're like why did I worry about waiting so long to watch this movie? Um, if you like bad movies, this is it. This could be close to the pinnacle of one of the greatest catastrophes ever created. Which goes along with a lot of canon films. You can pretty much just grab their catalog and it's real hit and miss. But you're not going to be bored, I can tell you that. No matter what movie you grab out of the canon catalog... They're not boring. They may not be good. They may be very badly acted, very badly scripted. But they're going to be fun somehow. Right? Cool. That's about all I got to talk about today. If you, if you feel brave, go check that one out. And uh, like I said, be looking for one of these uh, special episodes. And uh, I won't expose what band I want to talk about just yet because uh, I want you to kind of discover it for the first time while I'm talking about it if you don't know who they are. Anyways, folks, that's going to be it for me. I will talk to you later, and like always, keep her between the lines, people.
soup, soup, me, me, come, come, lick. Lots of bodies with their ultrasonic eyes, the perfection like hysterical. Danger signs is everywhere we 